Hi, it's Hayden Williams here, and you're listening to the Man in the Mirror podcast. It's a podcast where each week I talk to a male guest about their life, about work, about some of those key items on their bathroom shelf, and we discuss self-image, self-care, and what they really think about the man that stares back at them in the mirror. This week, I'm delighted to tell you I'm joined by the founder of BDK Parfums, David Benedek. Now, I was lucky enough to go to an event in Harrods where BDK were launching a brand new fragrance called Vanilla Leather. I got the chance to to hear David speak at the event, along with master perfumer Dominique Ropion. So um, that was incredible, but I was also lucky enough to get to spend some time with David and um, ask him some questions for the podcast. So BDK was founded in 2016, so it's still quite a, a young brand, but they now have 17 fragrances, I think, with vanilla leather being the, the latest one. You may know some of their fragrances, such as Gris Chanel, Velvet Tonka, Villa Neroli. They've got some beautiful fragrances, always the finest ingredients, a very modern style of French perfumery. And I think in some ways, and, and you'll hear this more from David when we speak, but it feels like the fragrances are a sort of love letter to France. He talks about, you know, using the the, the environment around him as a, as a inspiration for his fragrances. Really grateful to, to David. I really enjoyed spending some time with him. So I hope you enjoy it. It's David Benedek, who is the founder of BDK Parfums, talking to me, Hayden Williams, on the Man in the Mirror podcast. Let's go. Welcome to a very special episode of Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden here, and I'm in the basement of Harrods with David Benedek, who is the founder of BDK Parfums. Hi, David. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm very well, thank you. I was just at the presentation hearing all about um, the, the new fragrance, so it was fascinating to hear you talk with Dominique. And thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast this morning. My pleasure. How long are you in, in London? Just for a few oh, days? Oh, I arrived yesterday night. Yeah, had a nice dinner, and today here I am. <laughs> so there was a, a press event this morning, and then is there an, another event for consumers this afternoon? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's one. Yeah. yeah, you're here to talk about. Oh, you're you're here in London to talk about vanilla leather, which is the mm -hmm. the new fragrance. So, yes. um, which you've you're doing with uh, Dominique Ropion, mm -hmm. who's a, yes. a master. If people don't know, is a master perfumer. So it's um. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if you just tell me a bit about the the new uh, fragrance and, and what it adds to the the BDK no, range. For sure, you know. So just to let you know, Harrods was one of my first uh, partner when I launched BDK. Seven, was it? Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah. They really trust uh, in BDK Parfum, and that's why I had this very special ritual to launch exclusive fragrances with them. So this will this will be vanilla leather will be here for sort of five or six months. Six months. Six months exclusive. Yeah. 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 And uh, so Vanilla Leather is the story of uh, a new way to approach vanilla in perfumery. And uh, with Dominique, we wanted to work around a beautiful vanilla, but not something too gourmand, something yeah. a bit leathery, but not too animalistic also at the same time. So that's why Vanilla Leather is a very uh, singular perfume, I would say. It's beautiful. And yeah, I've been smelling it on my wrist all, all morning. And I don't tend to wear vanillas that are too kind of sweet and, and nutty and gourmandly, but this, this has a real sophistication to it and, and yeah, yeah, a real kind of skin, as you say, it's kind of a good skin scent. It's beautiful. Not true, you know, because uh, in the, there are so many ways to explore vanilla in perfumery, but here what we do is to, we explore like the, the 
absolute vanilla from Madagascar, so a beautiful quality of vanilla. Yeah. But we have worked around also the leathery notes that you have already in the vanilla. Right. So that's why the name of the perfume is Vanilla Leather, just to make the people understand that it's a vanilla perfume surrounded by leathery, uh, soft leathery notes, I would say. And I think obviously, you know, these days for, for many fragrance brands, we, you know, we talk a bit less about things being, you know, for, for men or women, but I would certainly say for, you know, for the listeners of Man in the Mirror who are predominantly male, you know, this is, this is a fragrance that I would, you know, gladly wear and there's, there's nothing, it, it doesn't have a sort of, it doesn't feel particularly feminine. It feels no, very no, sort of unisex. No, yeah, no, that is completely unisex. Yeah. Actually, all my perfume at BDK are unisex. Yeah. And I always let the customer choose either it's for men or for women. Of it course. really depends on their interpretation yeah, of the perfume. Yeah, their own taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it'd be great to go back to, to the beginning, actually. I think, you know, your story is, is so fascinating. And, and, and I wonder what your, what your sort of first experience of fragrance was. I think your, your grandparents were involved in the industry, weren't they? Yes. 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 Actually, my, my family from my father's side came in, came to France in uh, the fifties. Okay. Yeah. After the second war. From Romania. From Romania. Yeah. At that time, it was Transylvania. Right. So it was really the border between Hungary and Romania. Okay. So that's why they speak Hungarian, not Romanian. Right. And uh, so actually they, they opened a perfumery shop in 1959 in Paris. And was that something they'd done back home? And then no, not at all. Not it was very new. Right. Yeah, it was very new because at the basic, my, by the basis, my grandfather used to be a lawyer. Did he? But, yeah, but he couldn't be a lawyer in France. So he had to search for something else. Why do you think he chose to sell perfumes? Because my grandmother, she started to become an aesthetician. Right. So all her customers were Hungarian ladies living in Paris. Yeah. So that's how, that's how she built her clientele. Right. And at that time, there were many very famous perfume called like Je Reviens from Worth. And so she asked my grandfather, my grandfather to ask her the perfume. And that's how my grandfather had the idea to open a perfumery shop. Yeah. And is it still there now? It's still there now. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And now my parents take care of the shop. So I, w I was lucky enough to be, to grow up surrounded by perfume. And this is how my love for perfume came. But did you, you didn't take a kind of straightforward route straight into no. the family business as it were? Cause you, you studied, no, studied well, uh, no, economics, I, didn't you? Yes. I studied after my French baccalaureate, I studied economics. And then I did a business school and I did my master degree at French Institute of Fashion, where I took the perfumery class during one year. Right. So I was, I was trained by the team of Givaudan to know the raw materials and to yeah. be able to write my own formula. So I'm not a perfumer. Let's say that I, I know quite well the main raw materials in the perfumery. Yeah. So that I am able to write my formula with the perfumer. I, I seem to find that quite often when, you know, when I talk to the brand founders, I mean, you absolutely need the, the knowledge and the fundamentals, but there's always that great kind of partnership and relationship with a, True. a perfumer because that's, it's a very specific and technical job, isn't it? Yeah. But you, but as, as I guess, as the person that owns the brand, you, you have an, you, you have the initial idea of what you, what you need. And, and yes, but at, at, at the end, this idea is shared with the perfumer Yeah. and it, um, concerning my approach of perfume is really together that we are going in a specific vision or a mm. specific approach. Sometimes I had an idea in mind and then talking with the perfumer, I go to something a bit different that I imagined at the beginning. And on the contrary, sometimes the perfumer gives the impulsion and gives the, yeah, the first start, let's yeah. say. And then together we go to something. And you develop from yeah. there. 
And did, so when you were studying economics, did, did you think you'd always end up in fragrance somehow? Was that always the idea or no. you're not sure? No, not because I didn't want to, but because I think I couldn't do it. You know, at that time, you know, you have to take back the context, but at that time it was like 15 years ago, mm. uh, we didn't talk as we talk now about uh, niche perfume, you know? Right. So I thought at that time that it was maybe too, compl even if I, I love perfume, I really, and I always imagined since, since I'm a teenager, I thought at that time that I couldn't be able to make it because I thought there was space only for the big brands that we yeah. all know. And it felt too enormous. Yeah, and for, and, for, and for which I have a lot of respect, you know? Yeah. But it's true that when uh, the journalists and the people start to talk and the customers start to talk about alternative perfumery, I, I saw that there was maybe an opportunity and I, I went directly to, I did my best to create my own brand uh, at that time. Yeah. And that's a big, I mean, it, you know, the way you describe it, it seems like quite a, a straightforward process, but that's a massive undertaking, isn't it? You, you know, you're still a relatively young man, if you yeah. don't mind me saying, <laughs> but to, to have the, the the sort of confidence and, and the wherewithal to say, I'm not just going to work for Chanel or Dior or someone else, that I want to do my own brand, that takes a real courage and a conviction, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I, I would say maybe I was more courageous than confident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm but that's, and that's youth as well, isn't it? You know, you have the kind of the, the, the courage of, of youth. Yeah, yeah, because I, I thought at that time that I had nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, except some money a little bit, to be very honest. Yeah. But I thought that if I was not, if I didn't do it, I would be very sad, you know? Mm. And uh, my, my dream was to create perfume and, sm and scents. And I did it. I was lucky enough to to be able to meet the right distributors and the right retailers in the world who believed in my project. Yeah. And he was seven years after, and I'm yeah. very proud, you know. But it's like it, you almost need the stars to align, and and uh, you know. Yeah. Allow... There's, there's always there's always some luck in yeah. the process for sure, but it's also a lot of hard work. Of course. Yeah. It's something, you know, when I, I, when I wake up, I think about perfume. When I go to sleep, I think about perfume. It's really part of my life now. Yeah. So I don't... Thank I, God you found it. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I don't see any boundaries between uh, creating a perfume and my, my private life. It's part of me. Finally. Yeah. 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 And, and do you ever think about if it hadn't have been perfect, I mean, it, it sounds like it always would have been because it's it's something that's so mm. part of you. But if you ever allow yourself to think about an alternative career, what do you mm. think you'd have ended up doing? Maybe it would have the architecture. Okay. Yeah, because I, I love spaces. I, yeah. love, uh, I love perspectives yeah. and I love textures also yeah. and raw materials. So I would maybe go in that direction if I didn't do perfume. And there's some similarities there as well, I think, with structure, isn't there? Exactly. Uh, how, yeah. When you, how things are put together. Exactly. When you, when you work around a formula, mm. you always think about structure, olfactory structure. And uh, yes, for sure, there's something in common between architecture and perfume. We, we talked about it a bit in, in, the, um, in the presentation this morning, but I wonder, do you think BDK has a, a sort of house style or a, you know, what do you think if people approach the, you know, the counter at a store, you know, what, what do you think BDK is about that's different to some other brands? Maybe? Yeah, I, I think BDK in a very humble way, but I think that uh, BDK is all about sensuality. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Th this is the main theme that I like to explore in my perfume. 
I always thought that people wanted to wear perfume to be to feel even more sensual and uh, and desirable. Mm. And uh, this is a theme in theme that I, I I like to speak about. That's why uh, in all my approach of my perfume, I'm looking for something. I want to see how the perfume can match with the skin. Yeah, uh, the sensuality you can provide with a perfume yeah. is something that attracts me a lot. And I, I love what you said. I think you know it's about. I don't sense with BDK that it's about creating the strangest, most, you know, abstract. No. I think it's, it's, you, you want it from my, my understanding, you, you want it to be wearable and, and exactly. make people feel great and enhance yeah. the yeah, skin sure. rather. Yeah. I, yeah, I told, I told you like, you know, for me, perf uh, 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 perfume designer is, is like a fashion designer, you mm. know, you know that your customer are looking for something different, for something creative. But at the end, they want to wear it, you know, yeah. and they want to understand the creation. And I think in perfume, it's exactly the same. You need to find the right balance between creativity and the fact that you can wear the perfume in the streets or at the office or at your place. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a there's a place for the avant-garde and and almost like the you know the equivalent of the catwalk where it's future forward and something that's kind of crazy. But ultimately, you know, yeah. you have a business and you want to sell perfume <laughs> yes but you know you have to as a designer you know i have to catch uh l'air du temps l'air du temps i don't know if you the, the, the feeling you, of the time yes or, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly you, you need to feel what people need you know and uh this is what i try to do with bdk yeah mm. well and it and I think you've done such a beautiful job of it and you know for me i think it's it's the very essence of modern french perfumery and it's you know if, if people haven't experienced it, I think, if, you know, if you get to go to a store and smell some of the range, you know, it's the the very finest ingredients. And, and David uses some of the best perfumers there are you know, in the industry, including Dominique Robian, who's just done Thank a little you. leather. Um, look, we'll, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about BDK and, and the range. But as you know, on, on Man in the Mirror, I like to talk to my guest about their bathroom essentials and some mm -hmm. of the yeah. the key items they use in their maybe their morning or evening routines. Just because I I'm nosy for a start, but I think it just it's great to get an insight into what the the hero items on someone's bathroom shelf is. And I think it's you know in talking to people, particularly from fragrance, there's so much crossover. You know, I fell in love with perfume. And then it made me more curious about, well, I, I want a really nice shower gel or what, what should I put on my skin and, and shaving creams and all these things. And, and suddenly my taste has got very expensive in all these, <laughs> in all these other areas. So yeah, it's a, it's a curiosity to chat to, to other people about their, their bathroom shelf. So I wonder in your morning routine, David, have you got a certain, certain routine, certain number of steps yeah, things that you to, use? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I shower twice. Do you? Yeah. I, I need it, you know, not to feel cleaner, but because I need, uh, for my, uh, for my mind to feel, uh, fresh on the morning. Sort of cleansed and. Yes. And so once in the morning and evening. And yeah. And evening. before to sleep. Yeah. To, be, to okay. feel peaceful before to sleep. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Water, water makes me very peaceful. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's essential to shower twice, but this is a personal thing. But I like to clean my, I like to clean my face first with a cleaning foam. Uh, usually I use one from, uh, La Mer. Okay. Yeah. Which is really good because it's very, uh, natural. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it doesn't, I have a quite a, a dry skin, uh, face skin. Yeah. So this one from La Mer is not too, don't, doesn't, doesn't dry, dry your skin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
So then uh, when I get out, I moisturize my skin with uh, Emulsion Ecologique from Sisley. Okay. Uh, I love this. I love this product because uh, it's uh, it's uh, it doesn't smell too much. Right. Uh, and the texture is not too thick. It's, so it's like quite a light moisturizer. Yeah, but it's not too. It's, yeah, it's quite light. Let's yeah. say, but it, it's not sticky. Right. And uh, I really like this. And I don't put any cream on after. It's just this moisturizing, which is for me enough. Yeah. And then I like. And sometimes I put uh, more at the night before going to sleep. I put an eye. Eye serum for, okay. for, for my eye for guys start to have some wrinkles. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. But. Uh, so, so there are, there are a few that I really like, but one that I really like is the ANR, Advanced Night Repair, uh, eye serum, uh, that I put from Estee Lauder. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is very good, uh, yeah. timeless and, uh, he, he, he does the job. Yeah. 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 And in terms of, Shaving and grooming, yeah. Right? yeah you have so a good amount of stubble there. Do you do you, do you I, kind of trim that every few I, days? Or? I, I don't do it myself. I go to the barber. Do you? Yeah, twice a, twice a month. Yeah, uh, because you know I don't have long hair. I have quite short hair, let's say. But I like them to be quite uh, how you say when it's sort of a neat line. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah so I like yeah. it. So I go to the bar to my barber twice twice a month. Yeah, and so so. Time for myself. It's really relaxing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's I really think. relaxing. You know, when you work a lot, you allow yourself to go to the barber, and you 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 just have time for you during one hour, and and it's good. I sometimes yeah. fall asleep when I'm at the barber. I just find I, it really. I nice. often fall asleep. <laughs> so do you go for get a haircut and and beard? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And in terms of the beard, at other times, do you ever put anything in it? Or? No, I don't. Yeah. No, I know that a lot of men put some uh, oil. Uh, yes, from beard oil, or something, yeah, yeah, but I don't use it. No, right. And in terms of hair products, do you have anything particular you like to, yeah. to style? Yeah, you know, when I was uh, even younger, I used to put a lot of uh, wax yeah. in my in my hair yeah. to be always well. Uh, oh, kind of like a, a kind of slick yeah, look, yeah, exactly. But now I'm going for something more natural, mm. so I just put a spray uh, of rose. Oh, okay. uh, and yeah. it, it bring, it's a bit salty and there's yes. some rose essential. So there's some sea salt in there, is it? Yeah. Exactly. And it brings some texture to my hair and some volume mm. that I like. Yeah. Lovely. And then I guess we get to the the good stuff. And I, I suppose it's very difficult for you because I, and I talk to people about fragrance and, and, you know, whether they have a, a signature scent or a more of a fragrance wardrobe. But I guess for you, because it's a, a work thing, are you, do you, do you allow yourself to to wear one and then take it off when you go to work? How how does it work with fragrance, or do you not put any on because you're uh, working with it? Honestly, now that I I'm really uh, always working around perfume, I always wear my my trials at the labo at the laboratory. You know, so when I'm working around the perfume, I like to wear uh, the different version I'm making uh, to see if it fits well with the skin, if it's if it's long lasting. So I, usually I wear the perfume I wear the most are the one that I will launch in maybe one or two years, right, you know? Right. Yeah. So you're just testing it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because now, now that I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I have 17 uh, perfume at BDK, I feel like when I launch one, it's for the people. It's not for me. Yeah. You know, as I will create something for my customer, but not especially for me. Yeah. And, uh, this is something new that I didn't, uh, feel before. I like that though. I mean, it's almost probably like a lot of, art forms that once it's done and once it's complete as it can be that you you sort of 
give it to the world and it, you know, it exactly. belongs to people. Yeah, exactly. And for me, my creation at BDK belongs to people, mm. not especially for me. Yeah. yeah you know? And that's probably, again, run, running a business, that's probably a, a good frame of mind to have anyway, because if we just made products for ourselves, that can sometimes feel more like a sort of small cottage industry. Sure. You know, you, yeah. you, you have to be sort of commercial about it, I suppose. Yeah, no, you, and yeah. also you have to touch people, you know. Yeah. And uh, what is good, what I like in my brand at BDK is that I'm someone who's really curious yeah. and you can find really different, uh, different uh, visions of uh, perfumery, you know, mm. but in a very harmonious way. You know, that's why I like woody notes. I like florals. I like musky notes. You can find all this kind of perfume at BDK, but I keep the same signature in all what I do. Yeah. But, uh, for me, BDK is a bit universal. I think so. We should talk about the, I know it, it feels silly sometimes to talk about the, the bottles and the, the aesthetic of it, but I, I always love when I see the BDK uh. bottles in store because they're those beautiful caps mm -hmm. i think it's just such a classy classy look and it feels you know the bottle feels really solid and consequential mm -hmm. but there's a there's a sort of story behind the cap isn't there exactly yeah, yeah thank thanks for asking this question actually le, the the bottle itself i call it uh, le flacon grand palais right uh, because uh, le grand palais is a place it's a monument in france in paris where you have many beautiful art exhibitions, fashion show, it's, it's located in Champs-Élysées. Right. And to create my cap, I was really inspired by the roof of Le Grand Palais and the shape of the roof. And that's why when you see the roof of Le Grand Palais and my cap, it's really the same lines and the mm. same curves. And I really like this yeah. idea. It feels like, again, with some of the different fragrances in, in the, the BDK range, there's a real love affair with France and there's all you know, references to different places in the country and whether it's the, the south of France and the yeah, citruses or the... Yeah, because, you know, at the end, I'm, friend, I'm a French guy, you know, yeah. so I like to speak about what I know. I, I would not allow myself to speak about something I don't, I haven't went to or, or I didn't know, you know, so... Yeah. So, so you, wouldn't, you wouldn't sort of, oh, I want to do a fragrance all about London or something like that. I would not be able, yeah. to, I would not be able to do it, you know, Yeah. because uh, it's not... Some, I love London, I, I love the world, I love the cultures, yeah. but I need to feel very connected to my creation, yeah. you know? And that's why I like to talk about Paris, I like to talk about the south of France, yeah. I like to talk about the, the, the dynamic, the energy of the city, because I'm Parisian, but uh, yeah, that's it. And I, I, think, I think that, you know, the people that get to experience your fragrances can feel that connection and, and love for, for the country, it's, it's mm -hmm. definitely there. We met Dominique Ropian in the session this morning, and I, I'm always really interested in the, that relationship between you know, brand founder and, and perfumer. Do you, if the very first conversation or the idea when you talk to a perfumer, you know, I guess will come from you and you, you know, you go to a, a fragrance house or a perfumer. Because, mm -hmm. you know, often we, we've talked about, you know, your relationship with France and, and a certain idea. Do, do you... Do you find it a difficult thing to sort of translate what's in your head and your heart to to someone else? Is I guess that's part of the challenge, right? Yeah, that's part of the challenge, but you have many ways to make it, you know. You can talk about, for example, myself, me, I like to associate colors with raw materials. When I was younger, I did a lot of paintings, abstract paintings. Did you? Yeah. Are you do you like art? I love, I love art. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I love arts. And for me, I associate textures and colors to raw materials. 
actually. So sometimes when I want to talk about a new fragrance, I talk about colors and textures and then raw materials. Right. Sometimes it's the contrary, you know, it really depends. And sometimes the, the impulsion, the stars come from the perfumer. Uh, that's what happened with vanilla leather, you know, there yeah. was this beautiful vanilla accord that I then worked around with Dominique and it became, it, it became what it is today, you know, but the, the first start came from Dominique Hopion and not my, me directly. Yeah. And it's also totally fair to speak about it like that because it's the truth. Yeah. Mm. And it must be, you know, for a relatively young brand and BDK, it must be a real thrill to get to work with some of these legends of the industry for sure for sure yeah. and i'm super super proud super happy and super surprised about how humble uh dominic is you know he seems that way seems like yeah. a pretty but you know at the very beginning when i first met him i was so intimidated by were you yeah for sure because you know when you're i remember myself when i was 26 and i started with billy k it was kind of my dreams to work with such renowned perfumer and now it's the case today so i'm very very happy yeah yeah well it's it's a Congratulations on the on the new fragrance. It's such a it's a it's a real triumph, and um, yeah, people should go and check it out. Um, something else in in the podcast, I like to ask the guests about sort of self image and, and what they think about when they look in the mirror. So I, I wonder when you're doing your you know morning routine, how do you feel about your appearance as you look in the mirror? I mean, you're a young you're, you're in your thirties, David, right? Yeah, so literally. Yeah. So still, still a young man. I mean, yeah. I guess it's a question that can be about the, the sort of appearance and the superficial or, or maybe, you know, some people take it kind of deeper in terms of how they feel, but you know, are, are you comfortable with your look uh -huh. and your appearance and how, how wow. you see yourself? That's a, that's a very, uh, that's a very, uh, nice question. It's actually. a big, thing. yeah, it's a big question. <laughs> you know, first of all, you know, I try when I look myself in the mirror, I'm always asking myself if I'm proud and happy about who I am today. This is the main thing. And you know, when I be, when I was a student at, uh, at French Institute of Fashion, one of the people I met was Pierre Berger. Right. Uh, the husband of Yves Saint Laurent. Okay. You know? And he gave me a very nice advice. He told me, uh, because uh, we were lucky enough to be uh, surrounded by this kind of people at, at, the, at, my, yeah. at my school. Wow. And he told me, you know, whatever you will do in your life, when you look yourself in the mirror, be sure to be proud of who you are. Yeah. And I think that it's super important. Uh, it's super important to be proud about who you are and to be sure that you act following your values, you know? Yeah. And, uh, this is something, uh, I try to do every day. This is for the more psychological part of myself. But, but then, uh, speaking about the physical aspect, there's something I feel myself nice and cute. That's a, <laughs> that's a morning that I feel very tired and a bit, uh, a bit, uh, yeah, not so in shape. Uh, it really depends, you know, it yeah. depends about also my personal life. Sometimes I'm very happy. Sometimes it can be, uh, I can be sad a little bit for some reason. It depends, you know. And I think it would, it would probably be strange if it was the same every day. I mean, we're always, you know, in different moods or in different states of yeah, happiness or... True, and, I, and I, there are some days that I feel confident with myself. Yeah. There are some other days that I feel not at all confident. It really depends. Uh, I would not be able to give you the, the same answer every no. day, you know? and I wouldn't expect you to. Yeah. But you strike me as someone that, that enjoys 
style and fa- I mean, I love this suits. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's really, really, it's really great. Thank but you. You, yeah, do you do you enjoy playing around with fashion? Yes, and- I love fashion. Do you? Yeah, I love fashion since I'm very very young. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I love fashion for men and I love fashion for women. Yeah. Uh, since ever, I was always attracted to fashion. And for me, for myself, I like to to be. I'm a bit picky with what I with what I choose. Have you found? Do you think you sort of found a signature kind of style in suiting or shirts, or do you, yeah, you kind of play around? Kind of. I not. I don't like. It's personal what I'm going to say, but I don't like logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a logo person, mm. so I like uh, I like to be dressed casual chic. Mm. Uh, sometimes I wear shoes, sometimes I wear a nice a nice t-shirt with uh, with nice shoes and it's enough. Uh, Would you go to the BDK office in jeans and a t-shirt? Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It depends. Yeah. It depends about my meetings I have during the day, yeah. who I'm going to meet, and. Uh, Usually, you know, when I dress up, I dress up for myself, but I dress up also to show respect for people. Right. It's also, That's nice. Yeah, it's yeah. also both, but you can show respect in a very casual way. Yeah. It really depends. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, it's, again, it seems there's a there's a theme with people that, you know, are interested in the arts, whether and music and fashion, you know, it's, it's quite, it would be quite strange if you were really interested in perfume but had no interest True. in music art but fashion it's, it's uh, all connected right it's all connected and uh i like fashion i like music and I beautiful like things and but uh, you know what more than everything i like life yeah you know and uh, all these subjects uh, belongs to life and uh and i like to explore as yeah. someone who is really curious so yeah it makes sense i think so and i you know i've only been involved in fragrance for for a few years but i've been really struck by like many art forms, you know, it's it's all about connections and partnerships. And I've met so many amazing people, and and you see that it's not it can't be one person's idea on on their own. That you have you have to be collaborative and open. True. And, yeah. I you know I always tell my team uh, because now in the company we are fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Which yeah. is quite yeah. Quite, Right. And that's a that's a responsibility. Yeah, that's, a, a, that's uh, a real responsibility. Yeah. But uh, you know what I like at BDK is that we are all passionate, yeah. and r- passion drives drive us so much. So and then it doesn't feel like work so much. Exactly, yeah. and we are all very uh, young and passionate. There's a very good energy in yeah. the office. But uh, what I wanted to say is that we we all like feel very uh, dedicated to what we do, and this is very important. Yeah. Well, finally, David, I ask every guest. What are the things that make them happy? So I wonder. I mean, some of this feel like we've we've covered anyway. But I wonder what what makes you happy. Uh, what makes me happy? Wow, well, uh, love makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Are you in love? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my love, love makes me happy. Yeah. My family, my friends, actually, people makes me happy. Yeah. More than anything else, I like what I do. You know, when I when I wake up every morning and I and I go to the office, it makes me happy. Mm. Uh, being healthy, it makes me happy. Yeah, actually, simple things make me happy more than anything else. You know, That's and it. how do you feel about? I guess one of the the benefits I imagine of having a, a brand like BDK is that you know you get to travel the world and, and do things like this, come to London, but go to other countries. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you enjoy that aspect of, of talking about the brand I and love, being the spokesperson? Yeah, I love, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I feel so lucky, you know, yeah. because I think that I, I reach a stage uh, that I'm allowed and I'm able to meet great people that understand my creation and my approach. Mm. And for me, it's such a pleasure to explain 
uh, what I do and to have an audience that is really interested yeah. in what I'm doing, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I think all the designers are looking for that to explain what we do and that what we are doing is well received by the people. Yeah. And this is a, a great, great luck I have in my life. It's funny, isn't it? With, with fragrance, I always think, I love it when we have conversations like this or go to an event where you, you hear the, the stories and the narratives of, of how a, f a fragrance comes to be. But at the same time, there's an amazing thing with fragrance that if you don't know any of it, if you just go into a store and spray yeah. it, it can still have a, of course. a magic. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's almost a kind of, you know, a, an instant True. beauty and, and a connection that you can have with a fragrance. You don't have to know the backstory, but what, you know, I, I, love, the, I love the stories behind it too. No, but that, that, that's completely true. And you know, like uh, creati creations don't have to be too much explained sometimes, yeah. you know? Art, you don't have to always explain exactly. art. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, when you, when you were, when, if, if we smell the same perfume, I'm sure we'll have a different interpretation yeah, exactly. of it, you know? Yeah. And this is what is cool, you yeah. know, because following all what we have lived and what, what we have experienced in our lives, we don't have always the same interpretation of things. Yeah, and we bring those things to, to, yes, to our experience. Yes, and that's, that's what makes everyone unique, finally. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. Well, David, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. It was great yeah. to, to hear yeah. you talk with Dominic earlier and to find out a bit more about you and BDK and Vanilla Leather, which is out now in Harrods for a few more months and then will be on general release later in the year. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thank you very Lovely much. Lovely to see you in London. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that chat with David. Um, he was such a delight and uh, I was really grateful that he made some time in his busy schedule when he was um, launching Vanilla Leather here in London this week. I'm always struck when I meet founders of, of brands, you know, it's just such a responsible role, but it's, really, it's always really interesting how they tend to be people that are alert to all of the arts and always have their eyes open and interest in, in other areas. So it was really interesting to, for instance, to hear him say, he, you know, if he wasn't a, a perfume brand founder that he might be an architect and that, that doesn't surprise me at all because I think that there's also very similar disciplines with you know how you structure things and um, you know you can see the the similarities and also that he's interested in fashion and art and all those things as it as it seems many people who work in fragrance are so really enjoyed chatting to David and I hope you enjoyed listening if you want to find out more about BDK Parfums um, on Instagram they are BDK Parfums Paris so it's BDK Parfums, which is P-A-R-F-U-M-S, Paris. So BDK Parfums Paris on Instagram and on the web. They're just bdkparfums.com. You can find their whole range of fragrances, including the brand new one that currently is exclusive at Harrah's, which is vanilla leather. Although when, when David pronounces it in, in his French accent, so vanilla leather is, is much more attractive and sounds much nicer than my sort of clunky English <laughs> version of it. Anyway, it's vanilla leather, which is currently in Harrods and, and it will be in wider distribution later in the year. So thank you to David. If you want to find out more about Man in the Mirror, you can find me on Instagram at Man in the Mirror Pod. And that's where you'll find uh, information about previous episodes. And I'll tease what's coming up in the future as well. There's a, a couple more episodes in the current run and then I'll take a short break for summer but uh, do check it out and you can find some previous episodes you may have missed thanks David thanks to you as always for listening I really appreciate it and thanks for your lovely feedback 
I'll see you next time on Man in the Mirror. Take care. 